Hello, and welcome to Film Burn. Uh, I'm Dylan Fellatio Ghosh, and joining me this week is Ryan Ho 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 Fuck Barton. And this is a podcast where we look into movies from the distant years of the pre-2000s to see how they stack up today. And this week, we're focusing on holiday classic Black yeah. Christmas, 1974. I don't know if it's a holiday classic or anything, but... <laughs> It <laughs> takes place during the holidays, for no. sure. <laughs> but do you do you do you feel that do you feel that Christmas creep? I like honestly, it didn't have to take place during Christmas. I was like, <laughs> where like n- nothing Christmas happened. And see, other than the one Santa uh, who said my nickname. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I mean, there were there was certainly kind of a Christmas. I guess it's, it's mostly just like scene dressing. Yeah, pretty much. Than, like actual. Yeah, because I, I had assumed that it was going to be more of like a this takes place at a Christmas party kind of thing, but it didn't really. Yeah, I was way off with what I thought it was going to be too. Yeah, okay. So let's get in, let's get into predictions. My okay, let's get into predictions. Predictions. Ryan, you go first. Okay, so my prediction uh, was let me just get to it. I mean, I was right about this. An unknown man terrorizes and murders a house of people on Christmas Eve, and it's a race against the clock to figure out who this man is and why he's doing this. Uh, I figured it was going to be a mix between uh, Last House on the Left and Halloween. Okay. I was right about an unknown man. (laughs) But it wasn't on Christmas Eve. And Um, a house. There was a house. There was a house. And I don't think you got the house from the poster, so, you know. No, there was a house on the poster. Well, there were a lot of posters. The one I saw was... depends on the poster. The poster I saw was badass so i was expecting a lot worse <laughs> um like in terms of more graphic it was yeah it was like all red and um mm. uh had that girl on the cover with the bag over her head i want to get up the poster that i have seen um it's it's this one. Oh yeah yeah right it's it's the one with the wreath on it and like i i, I can't even quite tell what's in the wreath i guess uh the suffocated woman yeah yeah um if this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Which, again, does that have anything to do with the movie? No. no. Um, it didn't particularly make my skin crawl, except for the last maybe, like, 20 minutes. The I like, the very ending of the movie I thought was the most powerful part of it. Oh, yeah. that's It saved it. I Yeah. Other, it, other If the ending hadn't been what it was, it would have just been, like, throw away. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's it's got a very it's got a very good ending. So I'll try and get into my prediction, which is hard because this is the first week where I fucked up and I did not do one. Um, but I can talk about what my expectations versus the reality, okay. which is just I I guess I was expecting it to be a little bit more bloody gory. Same, yeah. And I was very surprised. A couple things. I was very surprised by a little bit how. Um, conventional of a slasher movie it was like in almost like in a lot of ways um these conventions were were there and also i was i think surprised by how sexually explicit some of the threats oh yeah like like right off the bat um, I, I, that was that i couldn't even the, believe it the phone calls right like yeah. so like those those were the things that most defied my expectations was just like oh this is like a sorority house movie and it's there's the phone calls and there's all this yeah. stuff and that kind of stuff surprised me but you seem to balk at that a little well the because you said it was uh like a conventional slasher but i guess really it set up a lot of those conventions yeah um for sure. i noticed right off the top i was like oh like this is like the opening of halloween 
mm-hmm. with the POV. Mm-hmm. Also, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, well, Friday the 13th basically did just rip off Halloween. Friday the 13th's not that good. Uh, I can I'll, I can get into that some other time. But, yeah, no, I was like, oh, yeah, so this is that and this is that. I, yeah, I really thought it was going to be like Last House on the Left. I don't know if you ever saw it. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not like Last House on the Left. No, because I was like, oh, man, it's going to be like gory. It's going to be like super fucked up. And it was kind of fucked up. But just in terms of like... The phone calls were the scariest part to me as opposed to the murders, which was weird, I think, for me. Yeah, the murders weren't really anything except for when lois lane died uh that was a good <laughs> wait one. a second um explain what you mean by this margot kidder she played lois lane in the superman movies. oh i haven't seen any of the superman movies. yeah so she she played lois lane oh, wow. so that's just how i referred to her in my notes yeah that makes sense um yeah her death with like the the crystal the unicorn yeah thought that was kind of cool it was artsy. oh yeah no absolutely that was that was one of the one of the best kills in the movie so do we want to um, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say that this this movie is quite old, and it, we're gonna be talking about all the conventions it birthed, so fucking spoilers and no code. Yeah. For <laughs> um, do you want to give a run through of the movie real quick? Because I'm real bad at doing that concisely. So I'm right, well, I did just finish watching it, so hopefully I I can do it. But so we open on like a sorority house. Uh, they're having a party, and. POV shot of some guy climbing the house, which I thought was weird that it, they just went right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so really what it is is uh, one girl gets murdered and a lot of the movie is actually like searching for her. Um, and it was sort of like a whodunit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crime procedural, a little bit with the cops. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I don't know, like yeah, he just kills some people, and then it and then it ends. I mean, you don't really learn that much, which is kind of cool because not a lot of movies do that. Because mm-hmm. um, spoiler, you never find out who yeah this killer is, or even see him. Yeah, uh, there's some interesting stuff with um, the red herring of the movie. Um, yeah, I, I put that in my notes. I was like, because uh, so the main heroine of the movie, I can't remember her name, but she's pregnant um and she has a boyfriend who wants her to keep it she wants to abort it which i also thought was interesting that they were so vocal about the word abortion Mm -hmm. in the 70s Mm -hmm. um yes she wants to abort it and he's a freaking nut Mm -hmm. like he smashes a piano at some point because he his recital went poorly yeah and he full-on like nick wilde in the zootopia comic have you seen this it's no. It. <laughs> okay. 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 So this um this is really exciting. What a weird reference. This is really exciting for me because this is the first time since the first episode that I've been able to introduce this new segment, which is Dylan's guest doesn't know about memes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the internet has been losing their shit over this um fan comic that I have to pull up right now. Um. This fan comic that someone made of, uh, okay, so you know, do you know Zootopia? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, Zootopia abortion comic. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> um no okay, I Will Survive by Borba. 
Um, I, I have to show you this. First of all, you're a big Seinfeld fan, so do you recognize that this is the apartment from Seinfeld? Because oh my God. someone ended up <laughs> kind of revealing that fact. Um, okay, so, I will survive a Zootopia fan comic by Borba. Um, okay, so I'm just going to scroll through this real quick. Judy Hopps. Oh Come on, let's go, sweet cheese. Nick Wilde's asleep. Hey, come on, wake up. I got something important to say. Just text me. Nicholas, I'm serious. Okay, okay. So, he continues to be a happy fox, and Nick, I I'm, I'm pregnant. Oh <gasps> Your nose is twitching, so it means carrots. Are you sure it's for real? Oh my god. <laughs> I just took a pregnancy test and oh Judy, Judy, this is the happiest day of my life. Oh my god. I, I love you, this. Judy. I love you so much. First of all, isn't the art like <laughs> so horrifyingly well done? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm upset <laughs> that Judy's so hot. You made me the happiest mammal on earth. Nick, please stop, stop. I'm sorry. I didn't hurt you, did I? No, Nick, you didn't, but this isn't the problem. Problem? You mean because we're from different species, <laughs> you think our baby might have some kind of problem, right? That isn't what I meant. I don't understand. Oh, no. Nick, please, don't make things worse for us. Judy, what are you talking about? Nick, I I don't want this child. Look wow, at the I look hate, his face. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Nick, hear me out. Please tell me I heard wrong. Why, Judy, why? <laughs> Let me explain, Nick. So explain yourself. Why don't you want our baby? There's no baby yet. I'm just in my first month of pregnancy. And you decided on your oh, own my <laughs> God. last month, ain't you? And wait a second. That's not the right... Okay, anyways. Wait, is this, is this a different version no, of this? No, no, I'm just getting I'm just getting caught up in the way this was written. But yeah, so people have been memeing on this for a long time. Sure and it's so, it just, it's so long. And they talk about the fact that who knows what their baby would be like. And... Great. Uh, this is long. It's so, it's so long. It's so long. She ends up slapping him. He falls really dramatically. Oh my god. Um, it's, it's... This really, is so long. Is this like a full thing? Really, I, I'm going to scroll way faster. Oh, now. wow. Okay, okay. there we go. There so that's is. all it is. But, um... <laughs> and she's just, like, crying because he leaves her. Oh and it's just, like, nothing lasts forever. Even an apparently everlasting love that has triumphed over the odds and many challenges may eventually come to They didn't even end that movie as a couple, right? Like... I really hope not. <laughs> you don't think they should get together? Absolutely let's get in, not. Wait, let's get into this. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, this is about, a whole other thing. I know we're talking about Black <laughs> Christmas, but let's get into why Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde shouldn't be a couple at the end of Zootopia. Um, I don't know. That just makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Um, is it their size difference? Are you racist? What is the, this? The, they just... No, that's it's isn't that the animal version of bestiality? No, I think <laughs> I mean if we're because Zootopia is an anthro world, right? Yeah. So no, it's just the uh, animal version of um uh, like um interracial couples. I don't okay. Oh, fine. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. Okay. Maybe it depends on how deep you are into being a furry. I'm not deep at all. Exactly. Because so you're like, I'm not. <laughs> you're like completely outside of that, so 
to you, you see Nick and Judy and you go, that gives me the same feeling as if I saw a fox fucking a rabbit. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what? And also, Fair like, enough. I just I just want to watch I a cute movie without having to think of two animals fucking. Okay, well... That aren't even the same species. I don't even want to think about the logistics wait of it. Wait a second, but would you... Wait, would you like to think about two rabbits fucking? No, but I, that's worse. Like, I don't know. It, it's just worse. I once saw a video of a of a monkey fucking a frog. Uh-huh. It, yeah, so, like, right, like, that thing... Uh-huh. It wasn't cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's horrible. I, I feel so bad for you. I know, it was pretty... Oh, my God. Pretty rough. Oh, my God. Do you remember when you told me about the fish video? Yeah. I, I can't forget about it. You ever seen it? No. It's a nightmare. <laughs> I can't close my eyes without seeing it. And that was years ago. And I hate that you brought it up. I hate that video so much. It implies so much. <laughs> do you want to describe it for our audience or do you want to leave it? Because we've already earned that explicit tag so profoundly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Long story short is uh, it's a guy getting filleted by a fish. Um, And so not only is he being filleted by the fish, but his buddy is holding it for him. And his other buddy is filming it. So three individual people all got together and were like, we're we're going to fuck this fish. We're going to fuck it. God. And they did. I, I don't know. Like... Do you know what? Do you know what has stuck with me through the years since you told me about this? Because this was years ago that you told me about this. The thing that stuck through me through the years is I believe you said it looked like the fish was good at it, and that's that was the big problem. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to back that up? Is that still? It, I, I haven't still seen the it. The thing that alarmed you. I, I haven't seen it in a very long time, <laughs> so I, I don't know how accurate that was. I don't know if I was making a joke or if, okay. maybe I was going through something. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay, back to Black Christmas. Um, so, <laughs> this movie... Uh, okay, I, there's a couple other things, like plot things, that I want to get out of the way. Um, one is the reason for my nickname being Felicio this week. Um, one of the women is, like, a kind of drunk who says rude things all the time, basically. That's her character. Uh, some yeah. of the stuff I really agree with and appreciate. Some of the stuff I was a little bit like, eh. But, you know, she has her problems. Um, and she went to the cops and they kind of like asked her like, where's the sorority house located? And she lied and gave them a street address of like, whatever, like 1080 fellatio drivers and shit. (laughs) Um, which was a joke that ended up having a really good payoff. Yeah. Or I think it was like, he was asking for the phone number. Was it the phone number? And then the extension was fellatio and i'm like how the fuck does that even work yeah okay so that's why i would have thought it was the address because because it was like because i remember he was like yeah it's a new extension fe fellatio and then i don't know very confusing so weird very Um, confusing but but really fucking funny yeah like especially especially when you get the payoff later of the other cops making fun of (laughs) him for believing it um it's a taste of the classic comedy that you'd expect from this director because I have forgotten his name. May he rest in peace. I feel bad about the fact that I just forgot his name. Um, Bob Clark, right? Because Bob Clark made A Christmas Story. No way. Yeah. Did it really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, like, you're going to shoot your eye out? Yeah, you're going to shoot Christmas? your eye out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So let's go over let's go over his film credits real quick. So is this like a sequel? 
<laughs> this was his first time making a Christmas movie. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. So, A Christmas Story is the sequel to Black Christmas. Yeah. Wow. Um. So his first movie basically doesn't really exist. It's called The Emperor's New Clothes, but there's nothing to be found about it. His next movie was called She Man, and it's about as bad as you think it is. In fact, probably worse than you think it is based on the title. It's about a uh, uh, not a police officer, a cop. Oh my god, a soldier. Okay. Being force feminized. Oh my god. And by another trans feminine person. Oh no. Yeah, no. no, it's it does not look good. And then he made Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things. Which I think is like also another kind of horror classic, but I haven't seen it. Um, then he made Dead of Night, Black Christmas, Breaking Point, Murder by Decree, blah, blah, blah. And then he made Porky's. I never saw that. I don't want to, because as far as I can tell, it's like a coming-of-age movie specifically about how coming-of-age is like about sexually... Uh, like. Harassing women, uh, like it's yeah. all about. What, what, it's all what about, decade was that from? Uh, nineteen eighty-one. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, so it's 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 exactly what you think. If you look at the poster, it's literally the poster is of some like teen boy looking at naked women through a peephole. Okay. So yeah. like it's it's that kind of crap. I I'm sure it has aged like shit. And a lot a lot of a lot of those movies from the eighties have like. You ever see Revenge of the Nerds? No, but I've heard the stuff about it. Yeah, you. Yeah, we all know, right? We're, it's we, I don't it's, it's, it's bad, and yeah. like, um, Pretty in Pink. Didn't see that one. Haven't seen it, but have heard about it. It's got real extreme stuff in it. Really? Yeah, like straight up, like um, date rape. Oh. Like really bad, um, and it's just like, <laughs> like it's very, it's and, and it's also got like this really racist thing going on in it as well. So like, it's it's just a mess mess all around okay um, well but then he made a christmas story in 1983 which is so good until right at the end it gets racist it's like you could have gone the whole movie without being racist that's a classic too and i'm not sure why because i just don't think it's that <sighs> i don't think it's interesting. that interesting i don't think it's that good either and it yeah sorry everyone who loves the christmas <laughs> story because i know everyone has like a huge, huge christmas boner, boner for, for it um and then um Bob Clark didn't really make any other, like, movies of note for the rest of his career, and he passed away in, like, 2007. Um, uh, but he, I mean, when I say he didn't make any movies of note, what I mean is he made both Super Babies and Super Babies Baby Geniuses 2. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Poor guy. So, like... That, was that, that's not what he ended his career on, was it? It was the second last movie he made. The last movie he made was a 2005 TV movie called The Karate Dog. Oh, man. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Well, that's, at least I, that's, that's... that's the last one he directed. He um, produced the... There was a remake to Black Christmas, and he produced it. Oh, that's kind of cool. And that came out in 2006, and I haven't seen it. But So, like, his career... But his, his directorial career is kind of sad there's a very interesting other credit that he has that i'm now extremely curious about it's a 2003 tv movie called maniac mcgee and the, the okay. description is an extraordinary orphan boy changes the lives of a variety of people as he searches for a home and i love that this orphan boy story that kid his name is maniac mcgee like that's the that's name the orphan he was boy. given I don't know. That's... Like I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> okay, Maniac Jeffrey Lionel McGee. So no, his his, okay. his nickname is Maniac McGee. Okay, so so I'm curious about that, but it's it 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 seems like mainly he made Porky's in a Christmas Story, and then also 
he made this one, Black Christmas. Hey, quick apologies. Uh, we lost some of the recording here, um, but tried to cover everything else, but don't really know how to do a smooth transition, so just here we go. Is it recording? Okay, so it only... Okay. We didn't lose much. Worst things have happened in life. Yeah. Ooh. I almost... <laughs> I almost died on the spot. Okay, so we're back. We're back, baby. Um, so... Okay, let's just... How about instead we talk about what we think that this movie did in terms of, like... What it birthed and what it didn't and that sort of thing. I think the phone calls, the, the killer is calling from inside the house. Yeah, that's probably one thing. of the first ones. I, I Is it? Maybe, probably. Um, if it, not, the one of. Yeah, and it almost, like, the the survivor girl kind of happens in this movie. I don't, well, it depends on how you read the ending. Yeah. Um, which I loved. Yeah. Uh, I, thought, I thought that ending was so good. Yeah. I, that, that was the most tense part of the movie. I was, like, sweating. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Um, I see. So I don't know about if it did the survivor role thing. Um, it almost like I don't know. So it did, yeah, I think the POV. I stuff, mean, she did kill to stay alive. Yeah. Right. Wrong person. Wrong. Well, yes. <laughs> she. I mean, yeah. But these things happen. Um, I think this might have been the birth of the just get out of the fucking house trope. Oh, I loved that. I loved that scene. So, um, uh, the cops have now tracked the phone calls that they've been getting, these scary phone calls, which I'm probably going to end with, even though it's like a total bummer to end with. <laughs> I think I'm going to end with the first scary phone call they get because it's intense and I want y'all to hear it. It's almost hilarious. It's all, like, it almost is. And then it's so, uh, like upset, upsetting. So like, uh, warning for that, but that's what we're ending on fellas um but the cops have tracked the phone call and the cop is trying to tell her like hey just can you just get out of the get out of the yeah, house doesn't want to scare her. right we're not gonna let you know that the, the killer's inside the house and then he just breaks down and he just like because well, she keeps being like oh well i'll just go get my friend upstairs who i haven't heard from in a really long time yeah. and he's like no 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 just leave and he's like well just give me a second he's like oh my god <laughs> and I loved that you just got him screaming everything the audience would want to say yeah and it, I, but I was like why are you not leaving because she's screaming at her friend she's like hey what was her name Jill or no Phil oh it know. was Phil it yeah. was Phil she's like Phil Phil like screaming no answer I'm like alright well logically I would just assume she's dead. Yeah. And you can't help her. Yeah. So leave. Like yeah. that was I was so frustrated. So I was like, oh my god, why why would you introduce this trope? Mm -hmm. Fuck me. <laughs> but it, it like to me it was satisfying to at least hear someone say it. But then she goes against the advice anyway. Yeah, unless she goes, goes up in the attic and kills. I mean, he was an asshole, but he wasn't a killer. Yeah. He yeah no he really. But me out. at this point, you really have a lot of reason to believe that he was the killer. Like, I was kind of sold. I, well, I don't know, because in so many movies, like, they always set up that red herring, so I never really think it is. In my notes, so I was like, is it really going to be this guy? Like, mm. that's so boring. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, I, I never really thought it was going to be him, but I thought maybe we'd get to see who it was. Mm -hmm. Like... It seemed to me like they were setting up like a reveal or something. Mm -hmm. 
I like that they didn't. Yeah, no. The, let, let's let's just talk about that ending of the movie because it's definitely the strongest point. Um, we get this girl. She's I don't. Did they sedate her? Because she's like a she's like asleep. Like she is. Um, well, because they so. They come into the house and they realize that she's have there to, and yeah, alive. Kind of have to recap the last. Yeah. So you go. So when the cop calls her and tells her to get out of the house, uh, she does not heed his advice. Goes upstairs, finds two of her friends dead, and the creepiest shot in the movie where you see uh, the killer's name is Billy, or that's how he refers to himself. You see Billy's uh, just sole eye like peeking through the crack in the door. It's like red or something. Like it was almost red. It was terrifying. Um, and so and then he chases her into the basement uh, where she deadbolts it. And he's. I and mean, we never see his face this whole time. Um, I don't even know if she saw his face. Um, no, because, yeah, she wouldn't, because, uh, so she gets down there, and then her boyfriend, I think his name was Peter, mm-hmm. uh, he's leering around the windows, and he's trying to see if she's okay. He breaks into the basement, um, but she's still hiding from him, because at this point, I'm pretty sure she thinks it's him as, as well. Well, she does, because he gets in, he sees her, um, and we cut away, uh, we hear screaming, the cops come into the house, she's killed Peter. Uh, and she's like almost, I don't know, I guess in shock, probably. Yeah. There's a great shot where you get like the flashlight lighting up the two of them. Yeah, I thought they were both dead. And I was yeah. like, ooh. Yeah, and then she just moved slightly and you're like, oh man, this is good. Yeah. Uh, so then the next scene, she's up in her room. She's unconscious. Um, and it seems like, you know, we've, we've wrapped up the case, like blah, blah, blah. But we kind of know that it's not Peter at this point, but... And then slowly, everyone starts leaving her room. Mm-hmm. And it's just like one camera just, yeah, just sitting there. And you watch the people file out and you watch the room get dark. Yeah, and so they turn off the lights. And they then, hang on her for so long. And then the camera moves around the around the, the house and up to the attic, which is a shot that's used a lot of the attic door. And it um, opens. And then we get an exterior shot of the house. Like a crane. Yeah, like a, a yeah, just an exterior shot of the house with the cops outside, and then the phone starts ringing. And then the credits roll, and, and then you the, just hear the fucking phone ring. Yeah, so because basically every time in the movie he's either killed someone or is going to kill someone, he's called the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was just such a good ending. Oh yeah, like and the the way the phone calls are kind of used in the movie is really like kind of constant like there's way more phone calls than i thought there were going to be oh yeah right like i there's more phone calls than there are in screen like i didn't count but i feel like it um actually maybe yeah it Um, just felt like there was a it just felt like there was a ton of them yeah there was a ton of them a lot of them didn't seem to have a lot of words it was just like weird noises and also different voices which i thought was cool Mm -hmm. um apparently i was reading that apparently they use like three different actors uh one of which was an it was a was a woman yeah, the old the old lady voice. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just super weird. Um, and the crying baby, but was that someone doing a baby, or was that like? It it must have been him just doing. Yeah. Like doing a baby voice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the yeah the ending was, hands down, the saving grace of that movie because, for most of it, I was like, man, like when's someone gonna die? Like, <laughs> the body count's not that high. I'm gonna be honest. I was a little bit bored throughout the movie. Yeah. I, I was easily distracted. 
Oh, yeah, I, I was, like, checking, like, how long it was. Yeah. And, uh, like, you know, the first kill wasn't that great. He suffocates uh, the girl or woman or whatever that they're going to end up spending the rest of the movie looking for. Mm -hmm. And we get a shot of her at the end, I think. And... Yeah, it, that one's... She, the way they use her body is very eerie because he just sets it up in the attic on a rocking chair and the bag, uh, the plastic bag that he suffocated her with is still over it and her mouth is like mm -hmm. wide open. And no one ever finds it. No one ever finds it and it's like literally like looking right out the window, um, which is another cool thing. Um, yeah. What was I going, where was I going with that? Um, oh yeah, yeah, how it was, it was kind of boring. It was a little bit boring. Though there was, there was a, uh, there was a surprising amount of comedy in it. Um, I, I found myself laughing a few times. Uh, the house mother, I thought she was hilarious. Mm -hmm. uh, she was like, like literally every scene she was in, she was like pulling a bottle of booze out of some hiding spot in the house. Yes. It just, it, like. Like getting it out of the book. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that character archetype in horror movies of like, I mean, the sorority mother character is like a thing that you see in a lot of these kind of slasher movies, at least now. I guess. Um, I, you get it in, um, oh, now I'm fucking totally blanking and it looked like a prick. <laughs> it's a thing. I'm going to fucking go on TV tropes for the first time in six years and <laughs> try and find it. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I thought she was really funny. Mm -hmm. Um, I, her interaction with the first dead girl's dad was really funny because he's, he was supposed to meet her and he ends up going to the sorority house and he's looking around. There's like, you know, booze everywhere and mm -hmm. like posters of naked women. Oh yeah, walls. no, and like and she's like covering hands up, and and, and she's like the the house mother's like like leans up against one of the posters, like cover like their ass crack or something from the dad. Yeah, uh, I just thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah, and not a lot of people died. Now there was like one random because they were searching for the first girl, mm -hmm. and then they like came across like a dead kid. And that was never really explained. I mean, yeah. I'm assuming it was. Billy well, there was or... a there was a thing where the cops were they got a complaint of like my daughter is 13 and she's missing. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, yeah. Yeah. It was the sequel to that. Right. It just yeah it just seemed sort of like there. Yeah, kind um, of peripheral. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be implied that this guy is not just a attacking this house. Then. That's yeah. That's true. But it seemed very targeted. Uh, he kept referring to uh, the main girl. I can't remember her name. Um, I should look. It, I'll look it up while you go on. But so he he kept referring to the main girl as Agnes, and he keeps saying like, "Don't let them know what we did, Agnes." So I wonder. I was sort of wondering about this pregnancy, mm -hmm. and oh, you know what I mean. Oh, oh, fan theory. <laughs> yeah, like did, did that not cross your mind? No, somehow, somehow it actually totally didn't. Um... That's weird to me that it didn't, but yeah, that that makes sense that it might be like a jealous scorned ex person person ex she might have cheated on Peter or, yeah. with. Um cuz she never saw his face. All right, our main characters names are Jess, Peter, Barb, uh Mrs. Mac, Phil, um yeah. So Jess is is the Jess final is, girl. Yeah, Jess um, is final girl. Okay, so yeah, uh Billy keeps referring to her as Agnes. Mm -hmm. uh, and she never sees his face so there's no reason why she would like th like it makes sense why she might have thought it was peter mm -hmm. um so yeah I, I don't know that that's kind of my little 
thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that maybe he's just. But he also just seemed like batshit. Oh yeah, crazy. very crazy. That, that's, I mean, lots of like weird muttering and like. Were those supposed to be him jerking off noises? Because they didn't even seem that sexual to me. It was just like very alarming. I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get a sexual vibe from it at all. Well, you mean, he, but he's making very sexual threats, right? That too. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Right. So it's hard to it's hard to say. Um, all right. Do we have anything more that's interesting to say about the movie itself? Um, I don't know. Uh, other well, then there's what I was just saying off. Off mic. Off mic is that um, uh, apparently S- Steve Martin has seen this movie like 27 times, which is weird. It's also, it was also Elvis's favorite Christmas movie, which seems akin to me of people saying like Die Hard's their favorite Christmas movie. Uh, yeah. I, I... This is actually even worse <laughs> as, a, as a favorite Christmas movie because it literally did not have to take place on Christmas. Nothing Christmassy happens. Um, so... You, you just sound like a fucking weirdo. I want to get into this in a couple of reasons. So I know somebody who says that this is their favorite Christmas movie. Really? Yes. But I had the realization while watching this, I was thinking about other stuff and whatnot and whatnot. And then I was like, wait a second. That person who's constantly saying that this is their favorite Christmas movie is Jewish. So that might be a joke that they're making. Like, oh, I'm sure yeah, that they, maybe. I'm sure that they do like the movie. I'm, it's I'm, fine. I'm positive that they like the movie. But I think to some extent it might be a joke that they're making yeah I actually I, like I, I was also reading some stuff about it that people are saying it's like a feminist movie what, what do you think of that uh disagree yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Think, I think it's kind of hard for to say that the director of Porky's made a feminist movie <laughs> well, I'm, gonna, I just, I'm like... gonna disagree with that and also I, I don't know I feel like analyzing media on whether or not it's feminist is kind of trite anyways yeah there was just one instance in the movie that I thought was just so blatantly like just just so disrespectful of like a female character where like so she's talking to peter about this abortion that she wants to have mm-hmm. and no 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 it was peter was saying he wants to leave the conservatory because uh, he sucks at piano um and she, and and jess right yep she's like oh like did you remember when we first started dating and, and no, you you were telling me all the things you wanted to do. You wanted to become a, a concert pianist. And I told you some of the things I wanted to do. And I was like, well, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. She doesn't say like no, what. she like, doesn't say anything. I was like, what? So the writer was just like, what do women like? Like, what do women like? Like, what do we what do? We do? Well, just, she wants to do something. Yeah, she wants to do something. <laughs> this is a character with motivation she for She has sure. ap- aspirations. She does not want that baby. That's for yeah. sure. Um, like, and I think... I think the movie is, I would say, definitely pro-choice. Oh, yeah. The movie's pro-choice. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean the movie's feminist, but it, there are worse things than... But, like, yeah. early on, um, Drunk Girl, who says mean things, literally says that a certain kind of woman can't get raped. Yeah, she, well, yeah she, and I like wrote that down because it was like... in the movie. It was like, oh, a Tony can't get raped. I'm like, yeah. well, what? Yeah, exactly. How does that even make sense? What? I don't... Oh, whatever. So, like, I feel like... And, and not that I think every character in every piece of media needs to be perfect, and maybe she's kind of an asshole. And there are, like an asshole. There are assholes in this in this world, but I do wonder when you have like a male scriptwriter putting a line like that in the mouth of a woman, sometimes that is to try and get a certain message across that he feels like he can't get across if he says it himself. Maybe. Right? Uh, it was just not a... Not necessarily. It's, it's, it came across to me like just like a, well, a tasteless joke. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was like commentary on anything. It probably um, not. 
probably wasn't. As opposed to the bo- abortion stuff, which definitely was very obvious commentary on Yeah. That. I was trying to figure out, I was like, because I couldn't tell if, like, th- yeah, it's about abortion, but I was like, is it, like, are you trying to say abortion bad and this is why this is happening? Or, like, or are you saying she's, like, I don't know. Yeah, to me, what, what made the, the movie seem to have more of a pro-choice message was because uh, the you when you get a third party in on the conversation, which is that cop... Oh, yeah, he wasn't, um, like... Oh, you're on. Yeah, he was literally like, hey, it's kind of weird that he's talking about a baby because there's no baby yet. And, you know, that that kind of stuff. And he's like, this is making your boyfriend sound like a scary maniac. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So I feel like that, that's... You know, when when you've got an argument and then you've got a third person entering into it... Yeah, that is true. It seems like that's supposed to be the commentary, right? Um, So it's definitely that, but I... I would I would kind of balk at this movie being called feminist, um, but yeah. also not like, that that really matters to me. Um, like I'm not like every movie should be like a feminist movie. Well, and also I don't necessarily even know what that means. Like, yeah, like people were talking about is Fury Road feminist or not, and I, like this is a pointless argument to have. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. No, like it, it's you can talk about whether or not a movie's sexist a lot easier than whether or not you could talk about a, if a movie's feminist. Yeah, right, like. I don't know. There's so many movies I could list that are sexist. Porky's yeah. would be a movie that is sexist, right? Yeah, I would say on the whole this one wasn't. Um, yeah, no, it's just like, what what would a feminist movie even necessarily be? Like? I don't know, but I imagine it wouldn't be that fun. I, no, well, <laughs> like, I certainly I don't imagine know. that it wouldn't be ma- a slasher movie made by men. I just feel like that's, <laughs> just feel like that's impossible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I... Have you ever seen But I'm a Cheerleader? I think I've seen snippets of it. Okay, um, so, like, to me, that movie is a lot of fun. There's lots of jokes and nice stuff and, and whatnot. And it it could be called a feminist movie because it's about, I don't know, being a gay woman and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And it's, it's perfectly fun and stuff like that. But it was made by a woman, and I feel like that might be part of... Yeah, probably. Yeah. We got a couple dudes in the room talking about whether or not a movie's feminist <laughs> for like five minutes at this point. So let's move right along. Yeah, not true. Um, um, oh my God. So you want to get, I want to get into reviews. Reviews. I can't get a review from Roger Ebert because the movie is under-reviewed because it was kind of a small movie at the time. Um, it was a moderate success considering its small budget. It made like $4 million on a budget of like 600000 which pretty, is pretty, pretty good, especially for like a movie that was Canadian made. Um, oh, yeah. To get that kind of, in the early 70s, this kind of like uh, release and whatnot. It's more of a cult classic at this point, um, and it's considered the originator of slasher films uh, by a lot of people. It's, like, often called that. Um, Obviously, there's more of a history there, and it came out at the same time as Texas Chainsaw, so, like, they both, I think, contributed to certain things. Yeah. Um, But when we don't have a Roger Ebert review, we turn to IMDb, um, and I am just horrified by how <laughs> extremely positive these reviews are so the the most the ranked most helpful review on imdb just okay 
Uh, it's by F.D. Pedro. All right. Written 2003. Released and ignored in 1973, Black Christmas became a forgotten classic. Wasn't it 74? It was absolutely hey, 74. Hey, motherfucker, <laughs> you idiot. You, you piece of shit idiot. The You're ca- on a computer right now. <laughs> In 2003. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> the Canadian Shocker was eventually re-released as Silent Night, Evil Night in order to avoid confusion with the black exploitation films at the time. I can't read this review. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I was reading that. Uh, not that review, but I, I read that bit of trivia. Interesting. Um, I mean, that, I mean that's, that's fair. I, I, this, uh, so, everyone, everyone's just like completely creaming their jeans over this movie. <sighs> I can't. I can't deal with this. Can but, I read one? Uh, I just wanna. Yeah. Okay. So let's read this one. Okay. Um, please. All right. Uh, being a big fan of the horror genre. Oh, you don't want to read the the fucking oh. title and You'll author of this one. Want to unplug the phone before you watch this movie by Angry Chair. Uh, warning spoilers. Being a big fan of the horror genre, it takes an above average horror film to give me the chills. This highly influential horror thriller does just that every time I see it. Uh, then he just talks about the plot. Black Christmas is one of the most shamefully overlooked films of the slasher genre. It has also been one of the most inspiring films of the genre. That's fair. Uh, the story that drives the film is an extremely creepy one. It is not. That's me talking. It's <laughs> it is n- not. not. Well, there's no story. Yeah. There's no story. Um, anyways, uh, it's taught with suspense, mystery, and an undying feeling of dread. No uh it is not it's an intelligent story no it is not no. uh that wisely remembers that the unseen is scarier than anything that one could put on film that is true uh i think not it, seeing billy is super yeah, it effective. does some really good stuff with that um yeah. director bob clark builds an atmosphere of almost unnerving tension uh through the film whatever uh, blah 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 yeah yeah these no. reviews are so long Seriously, like, there's not that much content to unpack in this movie to, yeah. to write a... How many paragraphs was that? Like, five know. or six? Yeah, this is a perfect five-paragraph essay. Um, and then that first one, can I just show you how long this is? This is, why, this is why I couldn't read it. Like, I was like, you're no, getting into ridiculous. too much information here. Um, but isn't this a horror film? It really lives up to its tagline. To begin with, the killer is not a silent, invincible maniac. <laughs> on a santa claus costume you (laughs) imbecile i can't live like this man they're probably just shaking like typing this out like oh man well uh, yeah i mean the problem with that review is it was written one-handed okay let's let's move on and i I don't want to sound like i don't like the movie because i was like pleasantly surprised with i don't know yeah i liked it yeah it was perfectly fine probably wouldn't watch it i mean i'll probably watch it maybe one more time yeah just so i don't have to like pause it and take notes mm-hmm. um but I, I did find myself not wanting to stop to take notes mm-hmm. so that's something something about it yeah um and parts of it i, w- I would say it's, it's held up yeah. relatively well yeah i would say that for me the most memorable moments of it are the kids singing oh come all you faithful interspliced with, with the woman in, getting yeah. Uh, murdered with a unicorn like a crystal unicorn that was yeah. a really good scene and then the last five minutes um, yeah I, yeah well, yeah no i'd say starting the last like 15 for me when mm-hmm. they find out that the calls are coming from within the house yeah i sort of kind of already guessed that yeah 
the whole way through, I was like, well, I mean... Though, what I do find interesting is that this house isn't that big. Yeah. Um, And when he's making the calls, he's screaming. (laughs) And no one hears, like, from the other room. Yeah. I don't understand. Well, and also, were the calls coming from a different number? I I think so. I I think they mentioned that... So, has he set up another phone line? No, I think they mentioned... um, I should have gone back and rewatched it, but I... It seemed to me that Miss Mac, the house mother, had her own line. Oh. So he's calling from her line. Interesting. Um, okay. I'm not sure if you can call your own number. No, uh, you can't. Yeah, you can't you call can't. your own number. So that's why I was like, you know, it, in yeah, the modern think... day, it's easier with like cell phones and stuff. Yeah. Uh, to so I figured that was happening, but it was, it's just weird because he's like screaming obscenities at these, mm-hmm. at these poor women. Um, well, maybe he has like put um, like... Uh, egg cartons up on the walls do you really think that <laughs> no do you really no but i think i think it's possible that he could be inside of a closet surrounded by like clothes that could muffle it maybe that's all speculation i don't know i i my head canon is that all these women are partially deaf oh um, okay that's an interesting there's just just, another fan theory i don't know i mean like how can you just not hear that like if mm-hmm. if i was in a complete different floor of the house and was screaming on the phone to you i imagine you'd I would probably hear it. You'd pick it up. You'd be like, oh, what's uh, that screaming coming from? (laughs) That's matching what's coming on my phone. Um, Yeah. Other than that, like, I don't know. Yeah. What, what, what's your, what's your review? What, what would you, what would you give it? That's, that's like a solid, like, seven out of ten. Yeah. Uh, creepy enough. I'd pretty much, I'd give it a seven out of ten as well. Which, like, for a horror movie is pretty good, I guess. But, like. Well, yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, it's dude. not it's not stupid see like and i think that that's the thing is that people's standards for horror are so low that a movie that's not incredibly stupid strikes them as smart yeah um i don't Do know you I, find I, this movie stupid i don't think it's dumb i don't think it's it's not no because yeah none of the characters really do anything stupid other than not leaving the house uh, i also thought they like in the beginning when they were like getting phone calls from this guy uh, they listened way longer than I would have. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh my god. Well, I think they were. I I think the uh, the the woman who loves to crack jokes and drink and say mean things was like very much like curious about where this was going. Yeah. Um, and I think we've known people like that. That's true. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but one of the 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 final girl, Jess, uh, whenever she answered the phone. She was always, like, really distraught for some reason before, like, she even heard anything. She was always, hello? Hello? Who is this? Hello? <laughs> like, right when she picks up. That's how up. I'm going to start answering the phone. <laughs> Just completely make everyone uncomfortable. Uh, uh, hi. Hi? <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, oh, my God. Just answer the phone by yelling, who's calling? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, yeah, 7 out of 10, um, didn't, it, it thrilled me, chilled me as much as, I, as much as... <laughs> Did I, it thrill you? I see, because I was not thrilled or chilled, but I thought it was entertaining I was thrill- enough. The ending has, like, retroactively made me, like, the rest of the movie. Before. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, again, if it hadn't ended like that, there would have been no thrills and no chills. Um, <laughs> Maybe if I watch it more, I'll get more of the jokes, because I think I wasn't picking up on jokes as much as you were, and, like things that were funny maybe i don't know just there's just some visual 
comedy. Mm. Um, I don't know how your, like, stream was. I don't know. I found it really hard to hear things. Mm. And My, I, I, I could hear very well, but, like, I, I mentioned, I mentioned off mic that, like, it was having buffer problems, so it was yeah. very easy for me to lose interest in this movie. You know, it just seemed to me like the dialogue was really was recorded kind of low mm-hmm. so i had my tv like turned up like 10 notches higher than i normally do oh interesting um other than that yeah again and it was shot you know what? it was shot really nice i yeah. think um yeah the pov stuff and, and the camera moving around the house um i thought that was really good and the scene where uh, she stabbed to death by a unicorn yeah that was shot really nice yeah really nice like artistic moves kind of a generic horror plot line but it, it set the it said generic the, yeah, it set plot. the parameters so, for what generic is like literally genre yeah like <laughs> yeah so i don't know i don't want to be too hard on this movie um it's almost definitely the best bob clark movie well i'd have to see more of his stuff because literally this is the only one I've seen. And and a, a, a Christmas story. Yeah. It's definitely better than A Christmas Story. Yeah. Well, and I'd say it's probably better than Super Babies and Baby Genius. Oh, I don't know that for sure. <laughs> I hope so. Enough. I hope so. That's fair enough. Much respect to the man and his legacy and his eventual decision to make movies about babies that talk. Man, that's such a sharp downswing. Well, who, maybe it was an upswing. You know, he, at that point, he was probably a grandpa... You know just, I mean? just a paycheck movie. A few paycheck movies. No, 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 no. He was trying to make movies for his kids. Because they can't watch Christmas Story because it refers to swearing. Oh, okay. Right? And they definitely can't watch Black Christmas. And gun violence. No, they can't watch that one. Oh my god. Like, for so many... Like, it's so much. Like, the the C words. Right, yeah, in right that off first, the top. In that first call, just like, oh, wow, oh, we are going yeah. all in. Um... Which I think was very effective. So, uh, now that I think about that, I'm still putting it... I'm still going to end this episode with that. So, we've got uh, a consensus on 7 out of 10 on this movie. But, like, I would genuinely recommend it if you like horror movies. Oh, yeah. Um, if you are uh, one of these people who's, like, watching a ton of Christmas movies, it might be a fun thing to break it up with. Yeah, that, right? that's totally true. Because, like... Yeah, if you you know if you're doing a marathon of you know the Santa Claus trilogy, yeah, <laughs> this must have been nice. It was nice. I really liked it. Uh, fucking listen to that episode, please, um, <laughs> so that I feel like it was worth it. But like the, if you're if you're doing this, I'm seeing people who've watched two dozen Christmas movies already, and and shit wow. like this. Like they are they, they must get into this Christmas spirit at all uh, costs. Like I, I, this is not a good Christmas movie. But uh, I think it's all right as like a break. As a break, yeah, it's like a almost a palate cleanser. Yeah. Um, I would I would say just watch it if you're a fan of uh, Halloween. Yeah. If you're, or if you just like those like really grimy, grainy old seventies slashers, there are like a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually like a billion movies around this thing. There's a there's a movie called this one was called Silent Night, Evil Night when it was first released mm-hmm. there's one called silent night bloody night mm. there's one called silent night deadly night i've heard of that one yeah i think i've seen that one i have like a 50 movie collection on like 12 dvds at home that my parents got me years ago mm. of like old horror movies um and that one was on there it wasn't that great those 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 collections are never 
Oh I no, mean, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, they're no, worth they're... something, but not. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. they're interesting, but yeah, just grainy. Like it's like filmed on like a fruit roll up. <laughs> like <laughs> this one is pretty clear, considering. Yeah, I thought that was surprising. Yeah, um, I thought it was gonna Fair, look fairly like well crap. maintained and and whatnot. Um, yeah, and I wasn't even watching like an HD remaster. No, anything. I don't even know if that would exist. I don't think it does. I mean, maybe. Um, but yeah, so we have a pretty good consensus on where we stand on the movie. So until next week, yeah. enjoy movies or don't. <laughs> oh, wait. Um, if you're, uh, you're going to hear jingle bells, uh, like jingling Santa sleigh bells over top of this, <laughs> of this clip I'm going to play so that it's not just like really <laughs> horrifying. This is what I was trying to intro because I realized that it's, it's, it's so graphic and upsetting that I'm just going to put some like jingling sleigh bells <laughs> and I'll maybe try and make them louder at the points where he says the C word. Um, that's a nice form of censorship. That's good. <laughs> that's like, yeah. Nice, nice Christmassy censorship for your delicate ears. Um, so until next week, enjoy movies or don't. Bye. Bye. Hello. 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 Hey, quiet! It's him again, the Mona. Act. Could that be one person? No, Claire, that's the Mormon Tabernacle Choir doing their annual obscene phone call. Go find a wall socket and stick your tongue in it. That'll give you a charge. I'll stick my tongue up your pretty pussy. You fucking crap.